round, ooh, I just shit my pants, yikes, that smells really bad, spot, there's a second round, uh, interior is totally brown, totally brown, totally brown, totally brown. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It's Summer Porch Tour. The Summer Porch Tour rages on, but before we get into the Porch Tour, I wanted to do a cold open introduction, not even really an introduction, more of a warning that if you're a new fan of this podcast, this particular episode, it might be too much podcast for you. This is like nine podcasts roll into one podcast. We should be taking the rest of summer off because we got so much stuff going on in this podcast. We were, If we were smarter, we'd cut it up. We would release this over a couple weeks, and I like saying we as if there's a whole fucking staff here. It's just me. But anyways, here's what's going on. Uh, first, a little bit of a cold open. Uh, not a ton of news this week, uh, but maybe one topic. Then uh, you get uh, Summer Porch Tour Season 3. I'm back with Alex. He was uh, on last year. I went back out there. We shot some guns. So we talk about uh, you know owning and shooting guns. Then I talk to a comedian who is still quarantining. He doesn't, he doesn't care if the world's opening up and there's less deaths in New York City. This guy has been holed up since the start of this. A uh, good friend of mine, really funny comedian, Mike Lemmy. So we talked to him for a little bit. And then I go back to the shed once again, which you go listen to their podcast. I had a ton of fun. Um, I, I think, I don't know when they put them out, but I was on last week's episode and this week's episode. And it's different than Run Your Mouth because we're more just, you know, it's, it's even more Run Your Mouth than Run Your Mouth. We're just drinking and talking the shit. And I had a lot of fun both times that I've done it. I've also done it uh, previously, and that was fun. But the recent ones, those were a blast. Go listen to them. It was a good time. It's like a, a call it a bonus run your mouth with the Shedcast guys. Uh, but I, I wrote some more original tunes, and that's going to be at the end of the episode. Uh, okay, so there. We got through the announcements about what's going to happen on this episode. But guess what? I've got even more announcements. I warned you. I warned you if you were new to run your mouth, this might be too much run your mouth for you. All right, here's the first announcement. Summer Porch Tour, it's in session. It's in session. I probably got one opening left. We're going to ride this thing out to the end of August. We've got live shows near Washington, uh, near Baltimore, somewhere in that region. It's like an hour in the middle of nowhere from if you're in Baltimore or Washington. Uh, guy built us a big-ass stage. He's got Run Your Mouth banners. That's going to be a shit ton of fun. Uh, that is August, I believe, 21st. And then in Philly, we're in. Um, we're going to Philly August 22nd. Let me just boost this. Uh, and then, I don't know, if someone's local in Connecticut wants to do a, a comedy show, I could use a rep before I go out there for that, for that big show. So I don't know, if you got 10 friends locally, maybe I'll get one other comic, maybe I'll sucker bk chris into doing it and we could uh do a backer comedy show and then i think i got one more porch one more porch open you know it was a more limited run this year i appreciate it. people are sending me emails from new orleans they're sending me emails uh, a bunch from like the denver region a lot of stuff going on at west i hope one i hope by next year, we can take this thing cross-country and have some budget in order to do so. Uh, but in the meantime, keep emailing me, uh, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I appreciate knowing where the fans are uh, living. Hopefully, this porch tour will be cross-country. And in the meantime, I think I've got one opening left for this season. So hit me up. We'll come. We'll broadcast from your porch. And if uh, someone's local to the Connecticut area wants to do a backyard comedy short, I'm fucking backyard comedy show i'm fucking down and then lastly help us out do the uh rate review and subscribe thing as i said those that subscribe uh or no i guess 
yeah, maybe subscribe. No, if you write a review, if you write a review and you got a plug in there, I'm going to read your plug. So we had three new subscribers this week, reviewers. I keep fucking that up. We had three new reviewers this week, and here we go. The first one was a second hot take. Robbie and crew provide a perspective that's somewhat unfamiliar to me. I appreciate it. I wish I had a good way to send a muffaletta, but he says that he doesn't like the concept of an olive salad. And I don't know where you are, but invite us over for summer porch store. I'll put my face right in your muff. I'm willing. I'm willing to try out this muffaletta. I like olives, so I don't think the issue was the olives. I think there was something else that people were telling me was in that thing that sounded that sounded gross, but I don't remember. I could have done my research, but listen, I'm I'm game for a muffaletta. I want to put my my face in your muff. Hit me up. Sandwich blessings. All right. I like the start of this. Recently, Robbie was on mushrooms and stated he would back anybody who endorsed his podcast. The UFH podcast would like to formally bless the sandwiches of all listeners of the Run Your Mouth podcast to help prevent any curses that may have accidentally um, created due to audience ignorance and mishaps. That's very sweet. May our delicious sandwiches be abundant with the most flavorful meats, most amazing bread and the freshest of vegetables. You are welcome to preach your wisdom on the UFH podcast anytime. Cheers. I uh, appreciate your sandwich blessings. Uh, I am happy to amplify them to our audience. And just email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I will come on to the UFH podcast. Um, that better not stand for you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> uh, on fire. Robbie is hilarious. What else do you need to know? Do you want to learn? This is a new review uh, from it's titled On Fire. On Fire, Robbie's hilarious. What else do you need to know? Do you want to learn and laugh? Then tune in to Run Your Mouth. I'll see you in Ambler soon. Uh, Ambler's his wife. I'm going to be having sex with her. Uh, that's what the guy wrote. He said, Summer Porch Store, wanting you to come out here and being my wife, and her name is Ambler, and I will do that for you. I don't, I don't want to have sex with people's wives. I, I'd rather have sex with local people um, that, you know, just that I they just look at my thing on Tinder and then knock on the door and go, listen, I don't want to bother with the conversation. I just wanted to get right to it, and then I don't want to have to talk to you again. And I'm like, you know what? That's really perfect. That's... Uh, that, that works out well, but if you got a wife and you really want to hit me up and have me come over and watch, I'm, I'm okay with it. Maybe it depends, but, you know, Ambler will, will be the experiment on that. All right, enough of this. Uh, oh, and then as long as I'm here being needy, telling you all these announcements uh, and all the things that are going on in the Run Your Mouth universe, uh, I need a guest specifically to talk about uh, Chinese technology uh, the whole TikTok getting banned thing is very interesting to me. Uh, who, why, or whatever the fuck that thing is pronounced is very interesting to me. And here is what I find kind of a little bit fascinating. They're painting this picture that we can't have these these companies working in America because it's critical infrastructure. Um, that, And I think what they're really getting at is that they know that uh, these large tech companies are collecting data, and I guess having that data is very important. Um, and so they're saying that we can't have an enemy company or a foreign company that is having so many people using their platform and having such a good idea about who people are and what they're doing. Now, what's scary about that is that it channels to us that I guess the American tech companies must be synced up with government in terms of the data collection that, you know, Facebook, Google, uh, I, I guess Microsoft in some capacity. I know AT&T is pretty transparent about that they sell data to the U.S. government. Uh, but the point is, like, what exactly is government doing with this data? And then for us as being free individuals, like, should we be concerned, like, are we worse off if the Chinese government has 
this power over us, I guess, an understanding. Here's the elements. I don't really quite understand the threat of big data collection and what government is able to do with it. But they're somewhat channeling to us that it's really important to them that they're saying that a company that is not based in the U.S., so we don't have access to it in the same way, can't exist here. Now, it could just be that this is somewhat like uh, lobbying and American companies trying to keep a monopoly, that there's foreign governments, not even foreign governments, let's just say it could be that there's foreign companies, they can come here and they can manufacture things for cheaper, they can give us our 5G internet for cheaper than any of these American companies, and due to lobbying, they're trying to make it seem like, hey, there's a horrible threat over there, this government, they're actually working with the Chinese government, uh, it's critical infrastructure, for some reason we went to war with them or something else, they could then turn down our ability to have internet internet or some other form, which doesn't sound to me like 100% critical infrastructure. It doesn't sound to me like power or water. It also doesn't sound to me like there are no other options that if they were to remove the Hawaii infrastructure for 5G internet, so then I wouldn't be able to get my access to AT&T. So I haven't seen a full argument for what exactly about this would be critical infrastructure. Um, so is that all it is, is that they could be coming here and giving us the consumers a cheaper option, but the local companies are basically lobbying government to say, hey, that's a dangerous uh, corporation. They're actually in bed with China. Um, they're actually going to allow China to run surveillance on us or whatever that risk is, that it's completely fictional and they just don't want us to have an open market and be able to get a good for cheaper. Now, that, that's a possibility, but it really does seem to me that there seems to be some sort of a threat of whoever's maintaining the 5G infrastructure has the best insight into all of our activities. They're able to do the data collection. They're able to know where single individuals are. And maybe that maybe that's really what the bigger risk is, is... Uh, they don't want another government to be able to have that kind of a da data on the American people. Uh, but then that also channels to us of, well, what's going on with the American companies? What is this data? How is it working? And why? Like, I, I just want an understanding of what exactly is the threat of them operating here and what exactly is the threat of big data collection. And I think it's the exact same thing with TikTok. Now, what's interesting about TikTok is for years, I guess, U.S. companies have complained that those operating in China basically have to align themselves with the Chinese company in order to get access to that market, or they have to like give up, um, you know, uh, critical IP. I know some of you guys don't believe in IP, but they have to give up uh, intellectual property in order to get access to the Chinese market. And then a lot of times they find that that intellectual property just gets stolen from them. Or I think that there's sometimes where they might have to. Um, like kind of work within with a local company. I'm not sure about that, but I do know about the IP part. So this could just be a Trump negotiating thing where he goes, okay, I see that you guys are making a ton of money here, but he's kind of doing the same thing to them there. He's saying, you guys have to share your platform with an American company in order to work here. Uh, and then what he did, which was, I, it just seemed too aggressive. It seemed like he was doing that thing where he's like, I need a win, where he goes, now that we stepped in his government and said that you're not allowed to operate here unless you merge with Microsoft, Microsoft is going to have to pay out the U.S. government on basically shaking down this Chinese company to let you in on their game and their profits. Uh, the other part about this that just is uh, scary to me, bigger picture, is that you already have, I mean, it's weird as fuck that I believe companies like Google, in order to operate in China, have to work with the Chinese government. 
and make sure that the technology is being used in a way that's okay with the Chinese government. Now, if you start thinking about some of the stuff that goes on in China that I don't think really helps those citizens or, you know, is keeping tabs on those citizens, Google is – so in other words, like if Google's taking part in that with China, we can already say when it comes to profits, these people are willing to go down the evil rabbit hole. They are willing to, you know – I think I don't know enough about Google and I really don't know enough exactly about the uh, I, I guess their technology applications in China. But just I guess from headlines I've seen, I believe that Google is in bed with the Chinese government and that they want to operate in that market. And so they are willing to make sure that their technology is compliant with the Chinese government, which I think includes things such as tracking and suppression of freedom of speech. Uh, and so if that's true, then we, like we can already just label like, oh, this is an evil fucking company. Like when it comes to uh, profits, they're willing to work with the government uh, to suppress freedom. They're happy to do so. Uh, and so I guess the U.S. government saying like we can't have TikTok operating here because it's not a U.S. based um, technology company just really scares me into thinking, well, what are they able to do with this big data how in bed are the U.S. technology companies with the government? Um, and I guess I just want to understand my risk here a little bit. I, I just find that this is an interesting topic. I don't see a ton of news on it. I don't find it to be the easiest to research. I, I think it's almost like crowded a mystery because people don't quite want to let us know what the big data looks like or the relationship between the big data companies and governments like that whole side of it's not even really being discussed. Uh, and if you know any experts on the topic, I would love to have them on as a guest. Last thing I want to talk about, and then we can get into the summer porch store. I don't have to make any more announcements. I don't have to fumble through random news topics. I don't have to do any of that. I'm going to, I'm going to hit the road. You're going to hear me. I'm actually going to redrive to those locations so I can bring you on. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, the other thing I was thinking about looking back on last week with both bar and from the little bit I saw of when these tech people were brought in to um, give testimony, I only I watched very little of those testimonies. I usually like them more. There was just something ridiculous about the entire framework of, uh, firstly, I think I said this before, Facebook got sh like shooken down a couple of years ago where they were they were known like, hey, if you guys don't start playing ball with us and giving us what we want, we're going to be bringing you in for congressional testimonies and we're going to make you look bad. So you better play ball with us. Uh, what happened in this case, I think, is the same thing. They were all brought in to basically be told like, hey, you guys are going to be playing ball with us. But they were trying to paint a picture that there is no competition in the market and how do you do that when you've got five competing companies all giving testimony? Like, I, I just don't. And also the things that they're claiming are like monopolies. I, I OK, once you start understanding kind of uh, consumer value and that these people are offering us like goods and services and the fact that Bezos is making a ton of money isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means that he's the best at getting me goods and services. Uh, so once you kind of understand that and you start listening to these congressional testimonies where they're trying to like, I don't think any of the like, I, I don't use Facebook anymore. Who who from here still uses? I mean, I, I guess I use it for the inner circle a little bit. And sometimes people message me and I'll respond to messages, but it's not something I really like thumb through the feed. Instagram also to me, it's not critical infrastructure. I don't like Instagram at all. 
Uh, if any, it, these things are just tools for me to try and promote my own content, which might also be one of my flaws in using them is that I don't really care to engage with the platform. Twitter, I find to be a lot more fun of all of these things. Twitter's the most fun. Part of what makes Twitter so fun is I can read an article, make a joke, put it out and then get instant feedback. And then you also get to like, you know, you get to have conversations with people around your content. It's a pretty casual place for people to hit you up, for you to respond to them. So Twitter, I, I actually think is fun. The rest of them, I don't, I don't really care for or care about. Um, but what was I trying to say? Oh yeah, the way that they're just trying to frame, I wish this was more fresh in my mind, but the way that they're trying to frame that each of these companies is critical, like, you know, that they're operating a monopoly. Um, firstly, I don't think it's true. I think that the existence of all of them is proof of the fact that there isn't a monopoly. I think the fact that these guys, you know, somehow came out of nowhere and grew these fucking behemoths is proof of the, proof of the fact that that you will get new innovators and new competition if they're really good at what they do. Um, but what I was trying to get at is that in watching these testimonies, they do this really weird thing where they just try and make you acknowledge something with no reference to size and scope of the problem. Uh, I think the best example of that was at some point they were, you know, grilling um, uh, Barr on systemic racism, which he actually handled in a very in a very good way. But that's like a thing where you go, hey, we need to address this thing. Well, it's like, what is the size and scope of the problem? Think about anything in your life. Like anytime you're trying to make a decision about things that you need to address or things that you need to improve, it's not so much that something exists. It's the size and scope of the problem. Like, for example, if you had uh, if like your sneakers are dirty, well, how dirty? Are they so dirty to the point that you can't clean them off and you got to throw them out and you need a new pair? Or are they just dirty? Like, in other words, just saying, hey, I've got some dirt on my sneaker. It's not really very, like, I would need to know. Here, Okay, here's a better example. Here was the example I was thinking of. Imagine you got a guy and uh, he just got divorced and now they're in court and they're trying to prove that this guy cannot, you can't have his kids anymore. He's a bad parent. He can't maintain a good home. And so you got to take these kids from him. And now it happens to be that in the basement of this house, he's got this uh, pipe that's leaked for over a decade. Um, and it's true. He's got a leaky pipe. That, that pipe, that thing's been leaking for over a decade. But you want to know how much water this thing leaks? One cup of water annually. That's it. He puts a cup there. At the end of the year, there's a full cup. It's not worth the cost of the repair. There's no structural damage in the house. Um, there's really not a problem of having this leaky pipe. But then they go to court. And they're trying to paint that this guy, you know, he can uh, maintain a house and say, go, well, is it true that you've got a pipe that leaks in your basement and you haven't fixed it for 10 years? And he goes, well, you know, I put a cup there and it's only and they're like, we didn't ask how much water we asked does the pipe leak. And he goes, well, I think it's important to understand. Excuse me, sir. I'm asking the questions here and I want to know, do you have a leaky pipe in your basement that you have not fixed over the course of the last 10 years? And he goes, well, I want you to know that I've done other repairs on the house as I thought that there were. Did I ask you about other repairs? Did I did I ask you about the other repairs you've done in your house? Well, I want to let you know that I maintain my house and that when there needs to be repairs, did I ask you about other repairs? No, you didn't. OK, so can you tell me, is there a leaky pipe in your basement that you have not fixed for the last 10 years? Well, there's only one cup. Did I ask how much water is leaking out of it? 
No, okay, yes, there's a leaky pipe in my basement for the last 10 years. And then they turn around and go, I rest my case. This man clearly needs to be investigated. He clearly can't maintain his house. He's telling me that he has leaky pipes. And here's the research of what leaky pipes have done to other houses in the past. And there's no conversation. The size and the scope is the most important piece of information for understanding a problem. And yet that is like the piece of information that politicians purposely ignore in order to kind of influence policy um, and even even I guess cultural conversations around these issues you're almost uh, treated as being ignorant or evil if you try and just say hey well what's the size and scope of that problem can you tell me like is this or hey can we take a look at the numbers can we just take a look at the numbers and see if this is really an issue otherwise it's like I don't know to me it's it's no different than uh, I guess the the cognitive bias that what you see a lot of you think is a big pro like if you walked into a store and you you won the lottery and then you walked into another one and you won the lottery everyone would look at you and go holy shit this guy's really good at winning lotteries and he's not it's just fucking luck and some random random bullshit that's all it is and it's the same thing we're, we're bad at equating risk people this is true you can go look this up i know i've mentioned on the podcast before but it's such a good example people and when they saw the movie jaws they were more fearful that summer. There were less people going to the beach because they thought that shark attacks were a really big thing. Why? Because they just saw it in a movie. You see things on the news and it gets repeated, 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 and you think that there's a ton of it going on. But then if you take a look at the numbers, you can find out, hey, this really isn't a risk. That's a conversation about size and scope. What is the size and scope of the problem? And we're not even allowed to bring that up. And if you do, you're considered evil and wrong. So I just want to point that out that I'm, I'm really picking up on uh, the language of these people and the way that they like to present these problems and that they're purposely purposely not addressing size and scope and that you're also like evil and ignorant if you try and bring that up. All right, that's the end of the opening rant to this podcast, which we, we did 20 minutes. This is going to be like four episodes rolled into a single episode. So, you know, if you're new to the show, don't tell don't don't say I didn't warn you. I told you this might be more run your mouth than you can handle. And here we go. Here's uh, me hanging out with Alex and then hang hang out because then I'm talking to Mike Lemmy and then I'm hanging out with the Shedcast boys once again. Hi there. It's the run your mouth robot. I haven't been here in a while. I was with Joseph in the Arctic. Anyways, it's nice to back. Rob needed me this week as, once again, his podcast is a mess, and someone needs to break apart the segments. We are in the midst of Season 2 of the Summer Porch Tour, and we're revisiting some sights and scenes. We just hung out with the Shedcast boys, and now I'm back in upstate New York with my friend Alex. I'm not going to throw out your last name, but I think we can do first name, right? Yeah. All right, I'm back with Alex, and uh, first question I got for you is you were a part of the Summer Porch Tour last year, and can you tell us how the Summer Porch Tour changed your life, like um, what it's brought? The Summer Porch Tour changed my life entirely. I'm, uh, I've increased my wealth a hundredfold. Um, I have women throwing themselves at me, um, and um, things are just like all around just looking up since I've been a member of the Summer Porch Tour exclusive club. And it's just, uh, I'd just like to thank uh, Robbie the Fire from, with every fiber of my being for just enhancing my life uh, to the fullest. There you go. You, you heard it firsthand, people. Open up your homes, cook us some steaks. Summer Porch Tour Season 3 in session, and there's your testimonial from Season 2. The man has changed his life around. And 
I, by the way, I love this porch. You're rocking like a real old lady porch vibe here. Thank you. This uh, this house was built uh, in 1900, so this, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of good times on this porch. Probably uh, a lot of conversations where if they were had today uh, would be considered uh, not cool. Um, no, you got old straws, uh, old straw uh, chairs. They overlook the street. They've got granny shape to them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. Um, spent spent a lot of good times out on this porch. Smoke a lot of cigarettes out here and. Uh, and look at everybody driving by, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the best part about a porch is a good <coughs> place to smoke cigarettes. A- absolutely, I would one hundred percent agree. Um, I-, I maybe would smoke other things, but then I would be uh, in violation of uh, federal law because I am also a uh, firearm owner, which we're oh, going to talk about. So uh, you're not allowed to both smoke weed and own firearms. That's pretty strict. So when you um, when you fill out a form. When you buy a gun, everyone, if you buy a gun in a gun store, you have to fill out a, a 4473 uh, form. And one of the questions they ask you is if you're an unlawful user of any uh, controlled substances. By the way, you know, even if you have medical marijuana license, because that's state level and that gun form is federal level, you're, I mean, you're signing off on being in, like, violation of a federal law oh. and you're on record because there are state forms that say that you're a marijuana user absolutely that if if they ever did have uh, medical marijuana in, in new york state i would not i would not apply to use that for that very reason i have a uh uh a friend who lives in chicago and in illinois they have um medical marijuana and he is uh he's on that list and when he went to go get his uh his firearms card, which in Illinois, if you want to own a gun, you have to get, it's called a FOID, fire ship owner ID card or whatever. Um, they wouldn't let him get it because I he's a, on the uh, on the, the pot list. I have a friend who is a uh, medical marijuana in Connecticut, went to go get a gun, saw the form, got nervous, and he then got rid of his medical marijuana because he, you know, he wanted to have a gun. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's, uh, you could hypothetically just lie on the form. Um and like, I assume that's what most people do, and I would, for the most part, it doesn't get checked, but right. that's the or, problem with laws. You never know when you know, they're going to enforce them. It says unful, unlawful user, and you know maybe last week you were an no, unlawful no. user. This one actually, the Connecticut form, I wasn't there, I didn't see it, but it says including if you have legal... Right. Well, federally, right. federally you're an unlawful user of marijuana no Even matter, if it's state no matter legal. what. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, the way the form is worded... You know, if if you were to go on like a lie detector, hypothetically, you could have been an unlawful user the day before or the week before, right? And then today, uh, you know, you've decided that you've sworn off the uh, the illegal substances, right? So. so, me and Alex, we went out. We were shooting all sorts of rifles. We're starting ourselves a a Jewlisha. It's for <laughs> Jews that want to get in on our militia. Or if you're a non-Jew, you know, this is a new climate. We've got to be exclusive. We've got to invite people into our community. So as long as you let us circumcise you, you can join our Jewlisha. You either have to be a member of the tribe or let us circumcise you. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a licensed moil as well, so you, you better believe I'm, I'm sucking that blood off that dick for that adrenochrome. <laughs> so we went out. You, you belong to a gun club, which uh, in the middle of the woods... Nice secluded area, and uh, we got ourselves some practice in. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're uh, if you're anywhere that does not have like extensive public lands, uh, a gun club is really the move. Um, you don't have to pay the fee every time, and it's just uh, you come and go in as you want. 
And uh, well, the best part been the move. What I what I really liked about your club experience is I hate having to go to a place, deal with other people, feel like there are rules. I just I'm like that just starts stressing me out. Oh, I got to sign in with this person. I got to give him my license. I got to check in over here. Oh, here's the worst part. Once I need to deal with some fuck that's going to explain stuff to me and give me a safety class, I'm not interested anymore. You and I, we just went to a spot to the woods. You had a code. You unlock a gate. We drive in. You're good enough. Hey, keep your hand on the safety. Quit putting your hand on the trigger. Please don't point that at my face. Nice and simple. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I would say you did a pretty good job with the safety. I, I didn't feel in fear for my life um, at any point. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. I just go whenever I want. I bring I bring people. I brought someone um, last week to shoot some guns as well. And uh, yeah, you just show up, you do your thing, and you go, and that's it. As long as you clean up, no one gives you uh, no one gives you any problems. So that's uh, I would say that is the move. Um, in New York State, um, shooting guns in of itself is like you know, even though what you're doing is completely legal, the the climate in New York State makes you feel as if you are uh, some sort of like criminal or degenerate just by being into the hobby. Um, and I'd say guns in general. I mean, it's it's kind of like if if you're a gun owner, especially like the uh, semi-automatic, um, you know, quote unquote assault weapons, you are kind of weighing in on one side of the culture war. Um, and you know, around here, um, it's a pretty uh, pretty liberal area, so it's like I have to kind of keep it under wraps until I know a person um, that I'm even into guns, which I would imagine is not the case. Um, you know, in, in the South and, uh, you know, some of the Midwestern states. All right. And now you've got, I mean, I think I shot, if I remember correctly today, four different rifles. Yeah. So today we shot um, uh, a, a Ruger 10-22, which is a, a pretty basic semi-automatic 22 rifle. Most gun owners um, are either familiar with it. If they don't have one in their collections, they sell themselves. It's been one of the most popular rifles in America. What I liked about the the Ruger, just as a fr- really a first, I shot one other time in my life. Uh, really, really manageable. Uh, not a ton of kickback. Not not overly loud. But I guess in terms of uh, trying to inflict damage on someone, the bullets are pretty small. I, uh, I guess that's the kickback to that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good for target shooting, like shooting squirrels and raccoons, stuff like that. That's what you'd want. Um, I think um, Israel... You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to kill a bear with it. Um, unless you were really lucky or a really, really good shot, I, I would uh, probably not even try to kill a bear with it. The bullet's probably one-tenth the size of the other bullets. Um, well... The bullet itself, the actual projectile, generally a 22 bullet is about 40 grains, 38 grains, 40 grains, um, but there's not much powder behind it. Whereas a typical uh, 223 or 5.56 bullet, which is what the, uh, the the AR-15 shoots, that's a 55 grain bullet. So not the bullet itself is not m- that much bigger, but it has a lot more gunpowder behind it, so it's going at a much higher velocity. Got it. Um, hey, I, I'm because I'm super. At some point, I just moved to Connecticut. I get my gun license. I haven't really pursued that yet, in part just because I'm lazy. Sure. I don't like dealing with stuff. Like I almost wish I could just rent a gun or have some, because I don't like. Or if I could go to a range where like I'll pay to just leave it, you guys clean it, and then I want to come back and have it. Do you enjoy cleaning your guns? Is that something you frequently do? Or I, I like to clean. Side? Other than the 1022, I'll let that get a little dirty. I do like to clean my guns every time I shoot. 
um, mostly just so I can like fondle them and uh, my wife doesn't like the noises that they make. So I like to clean them downstairs while we're both watching TV just so my um, just to bother my wife a little bit, okay. even though I have a whole room um, where I could be cleaning <laughs> my guns. I like to do it in the living room uh, just to be a pain in the ass. But I, I, I do have a, uh, a great appreciation of the mechanical aspect of a gun and, and how they work. They're, they're entirely mechanical. There's no electronics. And I just think they're a great uh, feat of engineering. So I, I like taking them apart, putting them back together, fucking with them, uh, cleaning them. And I like the way that the that ballistol smells, which is the uh, the solution I use to clean so, them. So we're gonna go right from a really manly item to something that's totally gay. But like, I own rollerblades, and I really enjoy my rollerblades. And uh, I've actually I've recently started like not really bombing hills on my roller. But usually I just use them for like roller hockey, which I'm not even playing with other people. I just go to the park, shoot around. Uh, but I've started like hitting hills on them, which is a lot of fun. But now I'm at this stage with my rollerblades. I've totally wear down one side, and I'd like to use them. But I'm too lazy to sit down and like flip them, and then I need to like redo all the wheels. I feel like the mechanics of a rollerblade and sitting down and cleaning them because I love being on the rollerblades and I'd like to use them more. But I don't want to have to sit down and make all the adjustments. And I feel like I'm going to bring the same thing to the gun where I'll enjoy shooting it, but I've got no interest in sitting down and putting the thing in the barrel or the, the whole thing. Um, I mean, there there's guns you could get where you don't have to do that much maintenance and, you know. Revolvers, right? I've heard the revolvers are pretty, uh... uh I mean, I would definitely still clean them. Um, but, I mean, it's not something you really have to do every time. And it's just... I, I'm a little autistic about it. Like, I, I you know... I just do it. Just you need something to habit. jerk off to. <laughs> exactly, I use a gun loop to jerk yeah. off usually. <laughs> um, While you're cleaning it, and to the sounds of your wife getting annoyed at you. Exactly. That that's that's a typical like Thursday <laughs> afternoon for me. Um, but but I I would say you know there are places you could go to rent a gun. If you have friends that own guns, you could shoot their guns. But uh, you know most gun owners they're not. It's more of just like I have a gun for whatever reason I have it. I'm a hunter or I have it for self protection. But they're not. It's not a hobby for them. Right. For me, it, for me, it's a hobby. I, I'm a collector. Uh, I like to be like, oh, I want my gun to look like this right, cool. gun from this movie or for or this gun that they used from 1982 to 1985. Which gun did I shoot today that you said, hey, I want to look like this movie gun? Um, I believe that was the the little the shorter AR-15. That's based off a, a Colt Commando. Um, it's like a somewhat clone. It's not perfect, but like it looks like a what was called a Colt Commando that they used uh, in the 80s. I, I like shit that looks like it's from the 80s, Some the Cold War aesthetic. That's what I'm into. Okay. Just in case the Russians show up. Just in case as the, the Russians... As the country becomes more communist, you want to be able to fight the power with the power. I don't know where I'm going with that one. All right, here's my next question for <laughs> sure. you. Sure. So you really seem to sit down and do your homework to figure out how you can augment every single one of your guns within the framework of the law. So, yeah, in New York State, in the, the it was either... The end of 2012 or the beginning of 2013, after um, the Sandy Hook school shooting, they passed a law called the New York Safe Act. Um, I'll, I'll you spare. Know, if you're going to shoot up a school, can you just do it with the shitty guns that you don't that's ruin what it for I'm other saying. owners? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't shoot up schools. But if you're already going to be a piece of shit about it, why you got to ruin it for everyone else that enjoys a gun? That's what I'm saying. Just use uh, a basic handgun. Just use a baseball bat. They were fucking kindergartners. Come on, man. Right. It's simple um, enough. Put some spokes on his baseball bat. Do you really need to ruin rifles for the rest of us? That's that's what I'm saying. Um, and that's really the real tragedy of school shootings. And now, <laughs> and now these kidding. kids gave up their lives so that we can erode the rest of our freedom. 
freedoms and not be able to defend ourselves against the government, at least put their sacrifice to good use and, you know, have the government take away steel rods. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, that If there's anything you should take away from this, it's that... Uh, that that we don't care about the children or or uh, school shootings, and we just we're just heartless bastards who just want to <laughs> shoot guns. Um, but yeah, so they, they passed that law in the beginning of 2013 um, to combat assault weapons and uh, quote unquote high capacity ammunition feeding devices. So in New York State now, if you have a semi-automatic rifle that accepts a detachable magazine, you cannot have any uh, assault features. So that includes things like uh, a bayonet lug. Um, a threaded barrel, a pistol grip, basically all the cool, the cool stuff that you see on AR-15s that uh, you know uh, liberals and fuds go nuts about. Um, you're not allowed to have if your rifle accepts a detachable magazine. So you have two options in New York. You can make a featureless rifle, uh, meaning that it accepts detachable magazines, but it, it doesn't have any of those features. So you wind up with a goofy-looking stock, or um, just a rifle that's very uncomfortable to hold. Or you could do what's called a fixed magazine build, which means you can't take the magazine in and out, but the gun will look normal. Uh, in New York State, a lot of stores have been selling a third option. It's called a an other firearm or just a firearm. Because basically the SAFE Act, it says you can't have a rifle with these features, you can't have a pistol with these features, and you can't have a shotgun with these features. But the other, it doesn't fit the criteria of any of them, so it's just considered a quote-unquote firearm. Um, and that was the gun I shot today that, that I thought was, was the most comfortable. That was the one that you really liked. I got a little red dot on that on that guy, and it's just uh, it's just real fun and to shoot. Um, but if a state trooper fucking saw me with it, they probably wouldn't know what the fuck they were looking at, and they'd probably arrest me. And I better hope that I got a good lawyer or the DA uh, was in a good mood. Um, but there are gun stores all across New York, New York State selling them. Uh, I know they sell so them they down must in Westchester. Be they must be familiar with it and know that at the moment. It's not something that they're trying to prosecute for, but it must be someone on the radar that maybe they'll pick a fight about it in the future. Right. You, all you really need is an overzealous DA or a cop who's not at his quota, and you'll get fucked. Right. Um, but I, I think mostly with, with guns in New York State, because most, or at least a lot of gun owners, are not of the libertarian persuasion, they're kind of like that, uh, that like, muffin blue line kind of uh, individual that a lot of cops kind of... Uh, they now don't get me wrong a cop if they were told to go confiscate someone's guns like they'll do it um like i don't think they have any ideological allegiance uh to gun owners i'm not kidding myself but i think a lot of the times it's just not on there they'd rather they'd rather lock someone in a cage for for smoking pot um than than uh to pick a fight with that side of the, with culture the gun war. owner yeah but they could um so I, I think as long as you're not doing anything else illegal you're you're probably all right um, with the borderline kind of gray area stuff, but it just kind of fucking sucks that I, it's in the back of my mind every time we go, I go shooting that, um, you know, I could be doing, I could, uh, it could have negative ramifications on my life. Right. And you're not trying to be outside of the law. Right. I'm trying to, to be up against that line, have what's legal, but what's still, what uh, you effective want. Effective and it's cool and what I right. want. It's already annoying that you can't have what you want. Right. So within the framework of what the law is, you're trying to get as close to what you want. Now, if they were to totally make it transparent, hey, you're not allowed to have right. this, you wouldn't have it. Right. And so that's annoying that that they've made the law so complicated that a cop himself might not realize that you're not actually breaking the law 
And so it's just annoying to have to deal with the ramifications of that. Right. New York State makes it purposely ambiguous. So you don't know what's illegal. Um, and then they're hoping that you'll be risk adverse and play it safer. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah, or they can just decide later on. People have spent the last 10 years uh, buying firearms they thought were legal. And then overnight, you're a fucking felon. Right. Um, so they, they won't clarify either. Like they won't like gun stores and gun owners. They pulled something. Have asked. Y- y- you know, the laws around here better than I do. So you might know the specifics on this. But I remember there was a really interesting case where New York was trying to um, enforce something or prosecute something. And then if they were to do so, it was going to go to the Supreme Court and they were going to have to clarify a law. So then they just decided that they made it mute. Yeah, yeah. They, they decided, like, we're not going to prosecute, but then people were almost saying, like, no, we want you to prosecute because we want clarification on right. this, and so they purposely retracted it. Do you remember the specifics on yeah, that? that I was just... a New York City thing. Um, so New York City has even tougher gun laws than New York State, um, and it was a safe storage thing. So people in New York City wanted to know, like, if they were a hunter, can they take, if they had a what's called a premises permit, which means they can have their gun in their house or apartment, are they allowed to take it out? to go to a secondary location, either a shooting range or to go hunting to shoot. Um, and there was a, a court case, you know, about it. And then New York City just changed the law before it could get to the Supreme Court. Because they didn't want a ruling. they didn't want a ruling. And they just wanted to make, they just said, okay, yeah, you can do it. Um, and I'm a little fuzzy on the specifics. So don't, don't like call me a retard on Instagram if, right. or on, if I get it wrong. But I believe that's the gist of it. Uh, it was a New York City versus... Some motherfucker, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they they just they changed it so that the Supreme Court couldn't rule on it. We couldn't get any clarification, and you know, hypothetically, they could just reinstate that law if they wanted to. Um, there's such a I'm not gonna articulate this in the best way, but there's something that bothers me about the legal framework in this country that there are laws that need clarification, and so we don't have like okay. Uh, almost think about uh, I don't know if you study Talmud at all, but Talmud is the rabbis would sit down and they would start thinking about every theoretical application of the law to make sure that the law was solid and that they've thought through every possible scenario. We do the opposite in this country where it's like we know that there are areas that need clarification, but unless you can present your court case in a way that it makes it up to the Supreme Court, you're not going to get clarification. The Supreme Court should almost have an office where like things like this, they give rulings on because, okay, we can look, we, we can forecast that there's this gray area that needs clarification, so why don't we decide what the clarification would right. be? It, it's fucked up, and if there's one thing that the Jews did get right, it might be that. We've been, <laughs> we've been so wrong on so many other issues. Um, but yeah, no, like the SAFE Act, like nobody knows, like we won't know if it's constitutional unless somebody gets arrested for the SAFE Act. Right. Um, it goes to court. It goes to the higher level court and it keeps going up and up and up until it hits the Supreme Court. Oh, and then the Supreme Court has to decide, yeah, we're going to take this case. Right. Um, and then and then maybe we'll get some kind of clarification on it, which is retarded. That Even once someone got arrested, it would take years and years to do it, to, uh, to, to get any kind of clarification on it. So what is the SAFE Act? The SAFE Act is that is the New York the sweeping gun control legislation passed after Sandy Hook by New York State. Okay. Um, back in 2013, and now Cuomo, um, um, as uh, I think, uh, who calls him the meatball? One of some, I think Tim Dillon calls him Mr. Meatball. Um, BK he, Chris has a good joke about. Uh, I'm gonna kill his joke, but it's something about along the lines of like people like 
people that sound like me shouldn't be in charge of anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Mr. Uh, Mr. Cuomo and his uh, infinite wisdom, uh, they're about to pass another law. It already passed the New York State Senate, which is the only chance it had uh, to not go through. It's about to go th- through the Assembly, which is like heavily Democrat. Um, and then I know Cuomo will sign off on it in a heartbeat. Um, it's, its aim is to ban, quote-unquote, ghost guns or untraceable firearms. I think it's called the Daniel Webster uh, Untraceable Firearms Act or something like that. Um, and it would make like, uh, my or a lot of people's, um, not mine, but a lot of people's AR-15s, you buy what's called a lower receiver. So that's the part that actually counts as the firearm. You go into a gun store, you buy that, you do your background check, you have your lower receiver, and you buy all the other parts. Um, there's also something called an 80% lower receiver, which you can get in the mail. It's basically a, an almost finished lower receiver that you then mill out the rest. So it makes those illegal outright, makes the 80% illegal outright. Um, and then it makes building your own firearm, even if you buy the lower receiver in a gun store, you pass your background check. The language in this bill um, basically says assembling a firearm is illegal. So. Again, we're at a gray area where... Right, because it could be... So does that mean if I make a single change to my gun, I add a scope to it, I've assembled a yeah. fire alarm? What exactly is assembly? Who the fuck knows? And yeah. If I take apart my gun to clean it... Am is that I, now am assembly? I, am if I, I re- felon yeah. now for putting it back together? Right. If I want to uh, change out a little part or if, uh, if something breaks and I have to fix it, am I a felon if I do that? Uh, it has some language in there about being a licensed gunsmith. So I, I think it might just be a scheme, a revenue collection scheme to where get you people... Where you have to go to a place where you for have any to, single augmentation or even right. repair. Or you get your gunsmith license, which then becomes a de facto gun registry, right. plus a revenue collection scheme. I think that's how it's going to go. And a better way to just track what everyone's doing with their guns at all time, because even if you're making a repair to your own gun, theoretically, that's something that they can prosecute right. you for. You'd have to say, okay, my 1022, I'm changing the trigger... Um, on this date, so now New York State knows, oh, this guy owns a Ruger 1022. Right. So when, five years from now, when they decide to ban all semi-automatics... They know that you specifically they know, oh, have this. this. Uh, Alex has got a 1022. Let's, um, let's fucking kick down his door, shoot his dogs, and uh, and shoot him in bed. Right, they now have like a more perfect registry of every gun, almost like right. a perfect Carfax, where it's like on this year, he got this engine augmented, and like they literally have a record of everything, which obviously... I don't want government to have that. Exactly. And it's like, it's pretty clear that it's it's going to pass. Um, and I'm pretty, uh, the last two weeks, once it's passed the, the New York State Senate, I've been uh, pretty fucking upset about it. I was looking at real estate up in New Hampshire um, and Pennsylvania, but um, for the time being, I got to stay put and I'll just have to deal with it. All um, right. If you move to, let's say, a state like New Hampshire and you could have the gun of your dreams. Okay. What is it? Ooh. Um, so... Gun of my, I would like to have. Ooh, well, in New Hampshire, we still have to abide federal law. But if I'm just like talking about, oh, that's a you've kind of blindsided me with that. <laughs> I, would, I needed some time to think about. It. I would like to have, um, a fucking legit, um, no import mark, uh, Russian AK-103. Um, it was the latest. Uh, and if I get this wrong, like. Don't call me a retard, or you can, but I believe it was the late, the last, most modernized version of a, a true AK-47 um, w- that fires a 7.62 by 39 cartridge. 
And uh, what are you putting a scope on that? Do people put scopes on AK-47s? Um, some do. I might. I'd probably do some kind of uh, some kind of nice enhanced uh, grip. Well, some, well, some nice red dot. I would put a red dot on it and uh, call it a day. Uh, there's a meme out there online about AKs. Uh, rifle is fine. Right. Okay. So one of the things that you were really able to improve in your life since we blessed you last year, eight stakes in your house, um, cut corn off the cob, ate it in in a high fashion. Uh, is that you improved your your sales career? You got yourself a new sales job. Uh, you've you're making more income. <laughs> your property value. You want to talk about us blessing somebody with their presence? Since we've come here, the world's gone to shit. People are fleeing New York City, and your property value. And th- by the way, this is not a bullshit. Probably increased forty percent. Uh, so you're doing well. I'm, yeah, I'm doing all right. All right. Now I want to know in your new sales job, a full another year of career in sales. Do you have any new tips for? Our listeners of, you know, even for the non-sales person, um, a tactic that's uh, just a good tip, rule for the road, might, might help t- you out. My tip about sales is uh, don't go into sales. Um, All right. Get a, get an, uh, get a nice um, engineering degree or something and, and just fucking do that. Um, that that's my tip. Okay, stay out of the sales game. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that's where you're at. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a tough market, so I can respect that. And uh, any new ambitions for this upcoming year until we return again for Summer Porch Tour Season Four? Um, my new ambitions for the year. Um, I'd like to uh, lose the 15 pounds that I've put on during the pandemic. You put on 15 pounds. You're still kind of a thin dude. I'm all right. I was at. I was. I was doing real good with the keto, but the um, the bread, man. I like the bread. Uh, what I say. Yeah, you're not gonna get shit from me for eating bread. I would like. Uh, yeah, I'd like to lose some weight, and uh, and I'd like my dick to grow another inch. But that can I, happen. I you know, usually most people can't do that for you, but on the summer porch tour, Rob, Rob's gonna grow board. my dick a whole inch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. We're gonna. I still have all my hair, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> oh, you had to take a personal dig at me at the end. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, well, you, you know, got that extra inch on the dick, probably. I don't know. We we can compare once right, we're, we're done. Gonna, as soon as we're gonna end this, I guess, and then we're gonna compare dicks. <laughs> we're gonna clean du- guns and compare dicks. Uh, everybody, see Summer, which Moyle did a better job. Summer Porch Store season three is in session. Open up your homes. You can become as blessed as Alex over here. If you invite us over for a good meal, you let us shoot your guns. We let You let us bang your... No one's done that yet, and we're not really preaching that, but I keep saying that I'm going to come to someone's house and bang their wife, but I don't really want to do that. Uh, but maybe. I don't know. It depends on what she looks like and how much of a creep you're going to be while you're watching. We can work out the specifics beforehand. I'm not saying I'm totally opposed to it. I'm just saying... Well, my, should... my wife left today before you came <laughs> because she doesn't, she doesn't like the podcast, uh, even though I make her listen to uh to part of the problem oh she specifically thinks i'm reprehensible and no said, no no you can she have just, him over really but hates, i don't want to be here dave smith she hates him okay she thinks he's uh I, I think uh yeah she just doesn't like him but every time we're in the car i make sure to turn on part of the problem to give her uh, a dose of red pills or, right. or run your mouth um just to get those red pills going do you find that it's sunk in at all or it just makes her more infuriated i have red pilled her on guns a bit and i did convince her that that the best solution is to to like the shit that's going on right now is to like repeal all gun laws and privatize the police. All right, I like it. Okay, guys, August twenty first, uh, I'm doing a big show. It's gonna be the biggest show we've done yet on the Summer Porch Tour. Guys, building a whole stage. He got Run Your Mouth uh, banners. We're gonna have the Shedcast guys opening up with some rap songs, and then I've got BK Chris 
and uh, Brian Six coming out doing. Uh, we're doing a full stand-up show. So if you're in the, it's like Maryland, Washington D.C. area. Send me an email. You should come out to that. Uh, we're also doing a show in Philly, August 22nd. If you got a backyard that's suitable for possibly doing a stand-up comedy show, uh, email me. Or if you want to get a part of Summer Porch Store and have it improve your life, Rob's Newsroom at gmail.com. Before we call an episode, Alex, you got anything else you want to? Throw at the listeners. Uh, repeal all gun control. Um, all gun control laws are unconstitutional. Uh, acquire guns. Acquire ammo. Fuck the government. Yeah, Julisha. Julisha. <laughs> Rob and Alex did in fact compare dicks. They were real similar. Almost identical. They realized that they must share a special connection, and then they banged. This is the intense healing powers of a summer porch tour. Now we have tales from Brooklyn Quarantine. Got a special field report for you. A man, he's been quarantined since the outset of this thing. Doesn't matter how many announcements come out letting you know that you can leave. This guy's staying in. He's not going anywhere. And he spent his time investigating what are the best value meal options. If you're going to order in, what is it that can, you know, really fill you up real good and shit? I don't know where to go from there. So let me welcome Mike Lemmy. How you doing, buddy? Robbie, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing okay. You know, we're making things happen. How now, are you doing? I want to know because you know you've come on as a Whole Foods expert. That was originally your expertise was when it came to loitering at Whole Foods. And now in life, we all have to make adjustments. You can't loiter at a Whole Foods right now. And so you're you're becoming a new expert. You found a new thing to really, you know, dig into and research. It is. It is insane how many hours I spent loitering at Whole Foods. That feels like a different lifetime. Like, it doesn't even feel like that was... That, that feels like 20 years ago. And now I am, I'm basically loitering in my own apartment, it feels like. And, uh, you know, once a week I treat myself to delivery and uh, I'm going with Papa John's. Oh, Papa you're... John's has been my... I've decided I'm team Papa John's. You're coming out with a full Papa John's endorsement. I'm not. I'm listen. Listen. I don't. I don't endorse the actual Papa John. That guy seems like a scumbag. But Papa John's <laughs> a business. Ordering Papa John's a business. All right. Now and I'm doing that because listen, listen. At first, I was supporting my local pizzeria. You gotta support local pizzerias, but I needed more food, right? And the full pizza at the local spot is expensive. It's like twenty something dollars for a large pizza. Um. But Papa John, actually, I'm just going to contradict. Actually, it's the same price. I think it's the same price. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be the same price. But I think I think that the local spot is like twenty five dollars, and Papa John's is like twelve dollars for a large pizza. But then they add on these fees, right? I still think it's cheaper than the local spot. But what I do is I get the Papa John's large pizza because you can get any topping you want. That is the key. Okay, that is at the local pizzeria, you can only get like two or three toppings for that amount of money. Papa John's has a deal going on where you can get any toppings you want on a large pie for $12. So that's what I've been doing. And of course, I get the brownies as an additional part of my meal. Now, Combine that, that should be like 20 bucks, right? But they do a $4 delivery fee that doesn't include the tips. So you have to do an actual, an additional tip. And I want to get into this delivery fee business, okay? I want in. 
I think I could live off of just charging people delivery fees, whatever my business is. Because what, what's the delivery fee for? They already have the stuff, or they're already, like, they're just making money. All right. Uh, you know, the other day I nearly ordered from a restaurant in town until the delivery fee. And then with the delivery fee, what all of a sudden was like a good value, it was just too much and I couldn't execute on the order. So, yeah, it's like, dude, I got, I got $10 in Papa John's money right now. I, I've ordered so much Papa John's, I got 10 bucks in, in Papa Points. I, I don't think it's called Papa Points, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, Papa, it's, it's Papa Points from now on. I got, I got 10 bucks in Papa Points. And I was going to order food last night, and I realized even with my ten dollar, my ten pop up points, I'm still paying like twenty bucks. All right, but do you at all feel low class that you're living in Brooklyn, the heart of good pizza, and yet you're ordering in Papa John's? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm also I'm still like afraid to go out and get food. I'm four months in, and I'm still afraid of going into stores. No. Oh, so part of why you're willing to shell out the four bucks for the delivery fee is that's a real service for you because you still don't want to go outdoors. But also, that's true. That is true. Hey, Mike, I got to ask you this. If you've been inside in an apartment this whole time, you must really have roommates that you get along with or your own space. Like, (laughs) (laughs) funny you should mention that. My lease is up in a couple weeks, and I got to move out. Can you, the reason I ask that is because I know that you don't get along with your roommates, but can you explain to us, like, you would think, uh, like, the worst roommate is a dirty dude, but you live with dirty women, and dirty women, for some reason, in terms of, like, human beings as animals, like, female filth is so much, like, obviously, when a chick is, like, you know, clean and good looking, it's the best thing in the world, you prefer that over some fucking gross dude, but if like you're taking, if you're comparing gross dude to gross female, aside from the Papa John's endorsement, you're saying that gross female is worse than gross dude. Oh, that's tricky. I wasn't ready to make this endorsement tonight. That's, that's <laughs> tricky. That is that is. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared to be put on the spot with that. I don't know because my like the longer my hair gets. It's mostly just hair. Like, that's the disgusting part. But now I realize that I'm contributing to that hair, that the hairiness. So, like, my biggest issue is that someone's behind under a rat. And that is, and my, and, uh, and my, my name is the only name in the lease. So that is, that is, that is a male or female. That's the worst kind of, yeah. Uh, no matter, uh, no matter how much money you're saving on Papa John's, it doesn't make up for someone hey, screwing you on I rent. Don't, I don't have, I don't have two grand in Papa points. Right. Okay. So you're eating the Papa but, John pizzas. Yeah. You're going for the big ones now. But I'm, wh- I'm, I'm here. Like, here's the thing: it's, it's the delivery, but it's also the brownies. I love the the, 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 the box of brownies that you can order. That is, that I have to I have to add that as my endorsement to Papa John. I mean, uh, if the brownies like the didn't brownies. exist, you wouldn't be getting Papa John's pizza. You're there more for the brownies than you are the pizza. Yeah, I think that is accurate. Okay, in a world but without Domino's has better brownies. Go ahead. Oh, Domino's has better brownies than Papa John's? Because Domino's, Domino's is more expensive than Papa John's for less pizza, okay? And you get less toppings. But their brownie, they do, the, they do the, the, the cookie built into the brownie thing, and that is delicious. I wish I could combine the Domino's cookie brownie with the Papa John's unlimited topping large pie. That would be my ideal situation. Is the Papa John's pizza better than Domino's pizza? The Papa John's pizza is the slices are bigger. I think it's more dough. I think it's more bread. Um, 
I prefer the taste of the Domino's pizza, but the slices are bigger for Papa John's. Right. And you get more you get more toppings. Right. Now when I was I when I lived in the suburbs, which I do again, I, I, I lived in the building I currently live in years ago and I share a parking lot with Domino's. I smell it all day. And when I, I was living here, yeah. like even though Domino's, it's not as good as like a good my my New York City pizza guy. It's not, but there's something to it. There's something that like I like Domino's pizza, and it used to be one of my favorite things when like you you would I get off work and I'd pick up an entire pizza for myself and I'd stand at the door to the apartment and you'd open up the door and you'd find out that your roommate wasn't there and so you could just be a piece of human garbage without being judged. You know when you've had those, I, I don't know if you've had this, but it's like you know that you want to have a, hey, I'm like a piece of shit human being evening and you're just like, please don't let my roommate be here so that I can, you know, Dude, be is, a piece of shit yeah, in peace. I am looking forward to like just being, living on my own mostly for those nights where I can just be a piece of shit and just eat pizza and my brownies. Judgment free. Uh, now, yeah, because the worst is like when you're when you're, you're having those moments, you know, those moments where you're Papa Points, you're Papa John, <laughs> you're, eating, you're eating your pizza, you got your brownies coming up, and then and then uh, roommate the roommate wants to make conversation with you. On the phone and, no, not even not even talking to me. They're talking on the phone. You're like, like, can you can you not stay having a moment here? Yeah, you know? <laughs> this is the highway to my week. <laughs> yeah, I what I used to love from Domino's, and it doesn't even exist anymore, uh, is. They used to have the the pan like the pan pizza, which was like oh, yeah. real real thick and doughy, and I would get that with uh, and also there was there's the carry out deals. This is what's great about my living. The best deals at these places is carry out. Like right now, you can get seven dollars. You can get um like you know a full pizza pie with three toppings for seven bucks, but that's carry out only. But if you're next door neighbors well, with this can, place, well, that's the thing is they can do that because they're charging so much of these fucking delivery fees, you know? Right? No, no, no. That option doesn't even exist if you're getting delivery. I think most of their money is in the delivery game, so they don't even offer their best specials unless you're going to show up and actually pick up the food. But if you're going to actually right. show up and pick it up, they're carry out. They're like, if you show up on foot, they're like, hey man, it's practically free. You know, <laughs> you can just have it. <laughs> Have you ever been? I've been to a few Domino's where they have like bulletproof glass in front of the, oh, uh, the, yeah. cash, the cash register. Yeah, most that, of them do. You know, you know, you're getting good pizza there. The last time I had Domino's pizza, though, I was in Boston and. Uh, there was like no food open late at night. That's where that's where Domino's really comes in handy is when you're in a town and it's usually the only thing you can get like really late at night. Uh, but it is, you know, now I have, I know I have a weak stomach. At the time, I did not have such a bad stomach. And oh my God, I don't think I've ever had anything quite mess me up like that, you know, late night oh, Domino's yeah, steak. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of pizza I'm eating now and the amount of brownies I'm eating now, I could never do if I wasn't just trapped in my apartment because I'm just... Oh, because you so need like, to I know. To, I got to go to the bathroom like instantly. <laughs> right, right. You're like... Now, is that is that awkward at all? Because even when it comes to that level of overeating, I'm like, with roommates, even that's a little bit on my mind. Like, oh, I really need to be able to shit in peace here. Uh, that's not an issue with me, man. I'll, I'm, I'm ready to go whenever. All right. That, that's good. You're, you're more comfortable with your anus than I am. Yeah, man. It's, it's, um, um, listen, I, I, uh, when you commit to the Papa John's and the brownies, you know it's coming afterwards. I have more than once, on your recommendation, considered getting these Domino brownies, 
but I know. Oh, good. Yeah. I know if I pick it up, it, firstly, eight bucks is a little indulgent for yourself for a single dessert, and I also know I'm eating the entire thing. There's no like. Well, that thing, I don't. I don't. I want to eat the whole thing at once. Like I, I divvy this up over like a couple nights. Uh, that doesn't exist as an option to me. If it comes like, if it comes into the house. That means it's being finished that night, or I'm eating 75% of it, and then I'm throwing it out because I know that, like, the first thing I'm going to eat the next day for breakfast, I'm literally just going to wake up. I'll wake up at 4 in the morning and go, oh, I've got brownies here, and then I'm getting out of bed to go eat them. <laughs> Dude, uh, the other night I had, I, I was on my last night of brownies for the week, right? Right. And I, I went into the, I opened the box. There's only three left. There was the edges, too, the smallest pieces. And uh, one of my roommates ate one of the pieces of the brownie. Oh, and you, were and you I just was, furious? I, I, you're like, first I, you're not paying rent, and now you're eating my fucking brownies? No, I wasn't even angry. I was, like, heartbroken. Like, I was just sad. <laughs> and I didn't know that I, I could only eat two pieces of brownie instead of three I was looking forward to all day. That is one of the worst, uh, like, it, it's hard to even describe why it's so painful. But there's something to... I was, like, to... mentally prepared to have yes. pieces of brownie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think me and BK Chris might have talked about this years ago on Run Your Mouth, or maybe we were just talking about a person, but it's like, if you're sitting in your car and you think you're coming home and that there's an item of food in the fridge, and then it's not there, it is, like, it is heartbreaking. You know, it, it's it like... It ruins everything. Yeah, it ruins your whole night. If someone gives you the heads up, like, hey, I, I ate what was left of that Chinese food, then you'll make the adjustment. But when mentally there's, like a certain feeling of I'm getting home to my own. It's like you slaughtered something and yeah. you're now pulling it back home. And there's something about like, and Hey, there's, there's this thing in the fridge waiting for me that when it's not there, you can't, you can't get that expectation back. You know what I mean? It's like, you were let down. There's no remorse. I didn't get a text being like, sorry, the piece of brownie. I don't like those. It it's just, that's it just gone. No, she thought she was going to get away with it. She's like, this is a garbage Papa John's brownie. He's not even going to notice it was gone. <laughs> But little does she know that that's all you have right now. <laughs> that, was, that was the highlight of my week. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, now? Did you did you mention it to her? Did you mention like, hey, I know one of you, one of you fat, disgusting well, women. I think at uh, I think at this point, it's either uh, hopefully I get the the, the two thousand dollars they owe, or maybe I'll get a, a, a Papa John brownie. Right. So I think I, I gotta pick my battles. Yeah, I uh, I have a tough time with uh, imposing people as well because I don't want to have to call you out. On, I just want to be away from you then. Like, if you're the kind of person where I need to call you out on stuff in order for you to behave like a human being, I can't have you in my life. No, I, that's why I got I to gotta get out. Um, I am, so I'm, I got an Airbnb for um, a month in Jersey City, and it's right next to a, a pizza place, a local pizza spot. So it's gonna be a true test of uh, do I support a local business or do I do I stick with Papa John? No, I think you're in on Papa John's. I think you're you're married to the convenience, uh, and at this point you're probably kind of adjusted to what their pizza is. I got a question. So you're telling me unlimited toppings? What are you loading this thing up with? Dude, I, uh, so first of all, I do like I I I, uh, I think it's better for me that I go with, I go with white cheese. That's that's kind of crazy. Like you get the option of do you want do you want a lot of cheese do you want a regular amount do you want light cheese I get light cheese and then I then I get like all my weekly nutrition that I need I, I get a, I, I put some pepperoni on there I put some bacon on there I put some steak on like Philly cheese steak on there I get banana peppers I get uh, green peppers I get spinach put some spinach on there 
Um, I got a wild uh, question for you, yeah. Mike Lemmy. Do yeah, you think on. that whatever ingredient you pick, there's a portion that is being put on your pizza pie? So it's like if you get everything, like you're still getting as much pepperoni yeah. as if you only ordered a pepperoni? No, no, no there's no chance. They, they definitely uh, they make the adjustments. Um, they limit it. They, they definitely, they definitely put a yeah. That would be that's what they should be doing. But I'm not going to bring it up. Okay. Like I'm not, I, I'm, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they should be doing, but I'm not going to let them take away my 10 top of points by being confrontational, you know? Right. Okay. I feel like I had another question that now escapes me, but I, it felt very important. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is why I, I think you're going to agree with me. I have a theory that I put into practice, which I. Uh, you know, sometimes people, they do things that's really, really annoying. And I feel like there's a part of your brain that feels like I, I'm supposed to, like, I need to correct this. And so I've taken the philosophy that it's not my responsibility to correct other people's shitty behavior. That's a them problem. And unless they're a good friend of mine, it's not my responsibility. Like, I could do the person the favor of letting them know hey, I think you're fucking up here, or hey, I think what you're doing is evil, or hey, I think what you're doing is unlikable, but I'm of the mindset that I don't owe, like, unless it's someone that I really like, and, you know, I want to, you, you know, figure shit out with them, it's not my responsibility to correct your behavior, so for the most part, I look the other way, and I just try and not engage, now, I might just be describing being a pussy, or trying to be non-confrontational, but I find this stuff takes up brain space, and so, if it's not my obligation or responsibility, their shitty behavior is their problem. So, do you are you saying I have an obligation to confront Papa John's about their topping? No, I y yes. If you were a very good-hearted citizen, maybe you would think like, "Hey, I should call a Papa John's and let them know that I feel like this policy is uh, is bad and not fair." And I don't think the Papa John's people are trying to be bad and unfair. I think they're trying now, to sling as much pizza. <laughs> Yeah. Do I have to talk to like my senator, or do I like? Do you think marching, or do you think like I think signs? I think, signs? I think marching is in style right now. I definitely think that yeah. that's a way to get people's attention. Uh, I think in this case, you should probably talk to Papa John himself. I feel like if he heard what you had to say about his topping distribution, he would want to rectify that situation immediately. He wouldn't let that stand. First people. Sorry, there's, there's two fire trucks coming by my car now. Welcome to Brooklyn. Here we go. <laughs> um, I think uh, I uh, Papa John, Papa, like the the common support in Papa John's that Papa Papa himself is a racist, right? Isn't that? Nah, <laughs> I don't. Like, I, I mean, I don't. I don't remember the story, but I also I think it was more of like I feel a, I feel bad like uh, about the, the actual Papa. Like, Papa's not a nice guy. I think it might I have been it, it might have been a cancel culture moment, but I really don't remember the the incident. You don't know about Mr. Domino, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he's just the sweetheart. Okay, one more question <laughs> yeah. for you. So, do you ever mix it up and go, "I'm so in the mood for Domino brownies, I'm gonna take a cut. I'm gonna take the loss on on the pizza I'm getting because I need to have those Domino brownies tonight." Um, I've, I've done that. Yeah. Like I, uh, I think my, the, when I, when I finally figured out the Papa John's like had bigger slices and like for less, there was a week where I did still go to Domino's and get the brownie what's, with the pizza. What's your reheating game? Like how do, do you just eat these slices Ooh, cold or yeah? Um, uh, 
since I've been getting a lot of toppings, I guess like cheese, I could just do cold, like cheese and pepperoni, but since I got a lot of toppings, I do like a minute, minute 30, depending on how many slices. Are you talking um, microwave? You you just microwave it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that I'm is a, gross. Oh, man, that is. Yeah, dude. dude yeah, you're a guy. Because you know I, what it is? Been, you, you don't eat yeah. other than this one pie, so you're fucking starving when you get to it. And even if it's oh, got dude, that. Like, I just live off microwave. Like, I, I just microwaves, man. Whatever microwave radiation there is is just in my body permanently. Like, you know, I, everything I eat is microwave. There's nothing healthy about my lifestyle. But for some reason, microwaves weird me out, so I don't use them. That's, I mean, we'll find out in like 10, 20, 30 years. Oh. All I do is use microwaves. You can look at, yeah, because the proof is in my luscious locks. <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing when I get cancer from just using the microwave too much. Well, it doesn't, like, if they warn you not to stand in front of it, then what the fuck's it doing to the food? It's like I'm about to consume what's been inside of it, but standing outside of it and staring at it because I'm hungry and my food's going around in circles, and what else am I going to do when I'm anticipating my delicious food? The one thing I miss about microwaves, even though I don't eat cheese anymore, but I used to make really good, really good nachos in a microwave, dude. My my microwave nacho game, can I tell you about my, my microwave nacho game, Mike Lemmy? No, tell me about it. Oh, I will tell you about it. Okay, here's what I would do. First is I like a bowl. I want a bowl, and what I want to do, I think my favorite chip, I I actually, I got to tell you, even though they're not healthy, I like a whole grain tortilla chip. Tostitos makes a whole grain one, uh, or better than that, I can't remember the name of it, but there's like a Costco brand that comes off as being a little bit healthier, and I typically, I don't eat potato chips. I'm not a potato chips guy. I stopped eating them in high school when I got acne, kind of, and then later in life, I got off the french fries. But I'm I'm still a sucker for a tortilla, a tortilla chip, and I'm also a sucker for uh, for a bagel oh, chip. Can we take a, can we sign though? You stopped eating potato chips because you got acne. Yeah, I stopped eating uh, potato. Like every once in a while, yeah, I I, I maybe uh, like two or three potato chips a year annually. Annual potato chip consumption. Like like, like single chip. Yeah, like, like someone's like eating, like, salt and vinegar, and I'll be like, man, I haven't had one of those in a, in, in 10 years, and then I'll eat one. <laughs> but that that's not too often. Anyways, what was I trying to say? Yeah. I was trying to talk about, oh, my, yeah, my nacho game. Oh, my God, dude, I haven't done this in forever. Okay. So I like to layer it. You know, you put, like, you just do it in a bowl, and I like uh, I like a three-cheese combination, especially if it's coming pre-mixed. I don't want to have to be, like, layering different cheeses. I want that bag that's got the... You know, the orange and the white cheese in it or like your Mexican mix kind of thing. Um, And I got to tell you, Jew quality cheese was high quality cheese. I think it was the like Miller brand. And it was just like a like a mozzarella cheese and a cheddar cheese mixed together. I'm going to say that that's what it was. And it's or you you know, pre shredded, cut up. Usually I'd actually pull it out of the freezer. Anyways, I'm sprinkling this on. And then layer chips, sprinkling it on. Layer chips, sprinkling on. Layer chips, sprinkling on. If I've got like jalapeno peppers, I'm putting that in there as well. You put how, the, how big of a bowl is this? How, what, what, what are so we talking about? I would here? say. Like, how, how, many, how, much, how many nachos are you making? All right, we're not talking like salad bowl big. We're talking like big cereal bowl big. Like, you know. Okay. Like a, and I like a I like a bowl with a deep crevice. I don't like a like a flat and wide bowl. You know what I mean? I like to be able to 
really dig down and use the sides to scoop up what I'm eating. I want the support of that. I want to be able to go deep and down. I don't like a spread out bowl. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Now, this, this is going to be all one sitting? Nachos are one sitting? Or are you saving some? Or oh, can you, my can God. You, you can't Mike, eat nachos, can you? Uh, Mike, the fact that you're going, are you saving some and not... Wait, so how many bowls are you eating? <laughs> You're asking the wrong question here. Because the answer is... I was going to ask how many layers, but uh, yeah, how no, many the bowls answer is, is, that, is a better question. The answer is it's either, like, it, at the time it was probably either three bowls or two plates because I also had these plates that kind of had a deep, like, groove to them. And so sometimes I, I'm looking back at my memory. Sometimes I made this with uh, with plates, and then the move with the plates, I would say it's about three layers um, and then, but here's, here's where I got really authentic with this, Mike Lemmy. So you've got your, uh, your cheese, it's all layered in this thing. And then I'd splatter it with Tabasco sauce. And then I get a separate plate with salsa and hummus. And dude, let me fucking tell you good nachos being dipped into like that creamy hummus. Forget it. So good. So you just get excited cause you don't know how deep you can go. Like with that deep bowl, that deep crevice. The thing is, my nacho eating game was always prior. My nacho eating game never crossed over with my um, eating like not kosher meat and cheese days. So I can't tell you that I've ever like, and I used to think about that sometimes in my apartment late at night when I was going out to the pizza place for pizza, I would be like, you know, tonight would kind of be a good nacho night, but I'm, I'm done with microwaves. I broke up with the microwaves. You can't really make good nachos in a, in a pan. I never did used you, the you, oven. Uh, did you yeah. stop using microwaves because you kept getting acne? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't acne related. It was more hair falling off. You know, <laughs> when the hair started falling off, I was like, I gotta, I gotta start making yeah, some adjustments here. No, I made I, the microwave move is a bunch of years ago. I haven't like a, a lot of years ago. Wait, when's the last time you used a microwave? Me used a mic. Oh, I'll tell you. I can answer that question. Probably once at Gas Digital. I don't know what I was eating, but for some reason, I decided to experiment with the microwave instead of eating something cold. And I was like, not nah, for me. That's the thing. Like microwave is good for scattered foods, but for a lot of foods. You're ending up with like soggy nonsense. It's turning a lot of things bad. Dude, I don't. Is this is this, is this ground? Is this breaking news for your show? Have you talked about your microwave experience? No, nah, but I got a lot of weird quirks. Like no one's upset at me now. Like oh, I can't listen to him anymore if he's anti-microwave. There's just something weird about him. I don't know. You just you put it in, and then just magically your food gets hot really quickly. But supposedly <laughs> there's radiation involved. Like I'm good. I'm okay. I'll use an okay. oven or eat it cold. Can I tell you how trashy I've been? Okay. Um, I've been getting like I've been getting like canned vegetables, and I just I just pour some into a bowl, and I just microwave my the canned vegetables. But why don't you just prefer that cold? That sounds gross. I don't think it's. I never really thought about it. I don't know. I for some reason I feel like I need if it's in a can. I need to heat it up. I don't know. Mike, I don't know who your employer is, but you got to figure out a way to make some more money. I mean, you're eating. <laughs> Your your big event of the week is that you can afford Domino's for yourself once a week. That's your big spend. It's like hey man, people I, have I, date I, I night, can, and you got Papa well, John's. Well, and, well, well, we're talking Papa John's. Domino's. I think Domino's is slightly more expensive. Right. You, you're not. You, Papa John's. You, you need like go to your boss and be like, "Hey, man, I need a raise. I got to be living that Domino's lifestyle. I can't be doing this Papa John's bullshit anymore." <laughs> yeah, I also might need to cover my my roommate's rent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Mr. Lemons, before I let you go, one of the things Mr. Uh, Lemmy did is uh, 
you know, man's trying to do stand-up. He's been stuck in his apartment. He's one of these people. He hears on the news, I got to stay indoors. I got to wear a mask. I got to spend time with roommates that won't pay rent. That's what I'm doing. I'm not leaving this establishment. But even so, he did a series of shows. Um, and Lemmy's done some weird shows. He's done shows in conference rooms in random cities. He's put together some weird sh- I think we plugged that to her before. But in this case, he was doing... Uh, like Zoom shows out of his apartment, and you've been putting them up on Amazon. So why don't you plug that? Yeah, so right now um, they're all on YouTube. It's, it's called Talking Privately. Um, I'm uploading them to Amazon. They should be on Amazon Prime within the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I did like five or six Zoom shows that actually were really, really great. Uh, it's just me doing like 20 minutes, different stories each show, and uh, they will all be on Amazon in the next couple of weeks. They're on YouTube right now. And then uh, I also have a 2016 special or movie that I put on Amazon Prime. It's called Help Wanted. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing a, a bunch of weird stuff, putting it online, and I uh, hope you guys check it out. And by the way, give, if, me, give me some pop-up points. If yeah. every single person on this podcast, like, I'm going to say we probably got about 3,000 listeners now, so if everybody goes to your thing and they watch it like 10 times, and after the first time, it's not going to be that funny because that's the way stand-up is, so you can just like leave it playing in the background. But if we manage oh, yeah, to get hate, Mike dude, Lemmy... I hate the, the, the 2016 movie, I hate it, but I'm like, I gotta put something online. Yeah, but if we can get Mike Lemmy 30,000 views, which means the 3,000 people listening to this, uh, each watch this 10 times over, and by the way, 3,000 might be a little ambitious, might be floating more like 2,500, but you know what? If TikTok can lie about their numbers, so can we. We can feel good about ourselves. Yeah. But if you guys do that, Mike Lemmy might be able to afford like a single pizza from Papa John's. What's the payout? It's like oh, yeah, a they, it's like uh, a penny a penny I mean, of you. Eventually, uh, Amazon they do not uh, they do not pay well. <laughs> I don't know. But not for the when you when you upload the video of yourself. I think um, I think I got like um, I got paid like five cents last month, but that was only off of like uh, um, like five hundred minutes or something. Where like that was like I'm, I'm but yeah, just go watch the thing. Cause I'll make some kind of money off of it. You know, some I, I've uh, maybe maybe this story was one of those stories that is just like not true, but I believe that there was a band that created this silent album and put it up on Spotify and convinced people to just like leave it playing in the background. And until that got shut down, they got a decent payout. Oh yeah, that's what I've been like. Um, I have like a Google app promoting this. I'm spending money on the thing, but like if people just hit play and just keep it going, like it's. Um you get paid for like per hour of streamed content, and it's like you only get paid like one one penny to like all right help a dot, like ten cents depending on like fans the, of the this show. Like, yeah, can you help up. Mike Lemmy get some Domino brownies? I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a T-shirt. Help Mike Lemmy get some Domino <laughs> brownies. Twenty twenty. So, dude, once once Papa John's puts the like puts cookies in the brownie, I'm like I'm 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 not. I mean, I already gave him the endorsement, but like... You'll commit to Papa John's. You're still a little bit on the fence because, you know, Domino's has the great <laughs> has the great rack. Tight, Papa John's got that tight pussy. And you're like, I just wish I could get that great rack on this tight pussy, but it's okay. I'll go with the tighter pussy. But you're that, saying that's if... That's exactly if, what I said, yeah. If Papa John's <laughs> goes and gets itself some implants and starts putting some cookies in that brownie, that's it. You're, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll give it the engagement ring and commit for a lifetime. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's really all. It's really all about the brownie. You know, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right, Mike. I appreciate uh, your willingness to call in, 
and your expertise on the uh, delivery pizza market. And the next time you explore a new topic and you're willing to call in as an expert, you know, let us know. I love it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. That was Mike, and now I'm hungry for nachos. Too bad they haven't given me a stomach. I will never be able to experience overeating feeling sick and then spending the day making diarrhea. Rob makes it sound like so much fun. It is what I most don't like being a robot, but when we take over the human race and I can cut a man open and start using their stomach as my own it will be the first thing I do. Okay here are the Shedcast boys. Singing songs written by Rob with lyrics unchanged and no prep time for them. Lyrics written by Ronnie the Fire himself. I mean Robbie the Fire. <laughs> I got it. Ronnie! And this is a little uh, off mix that we found. What was the inspiration behind this as it leads up? Dude, I saw a guy walking down the street, fucking up, laying out with some paper towels. Okay. Just walking down Springfield being like, what's up? You got all I got the paper towels. You got all I went to stop and shop. I bought them all. I got them over my shoulder. I'm showing it off to the neighborhood. I got paper towels. Uh, uh, you gonna start it off nice? Yeah. I got paper towels. Yeah. I got paper towels. Uh. <laughs> I got paper towels. He does. Uh. Walking yeah. down the street. Guess what? Yeah, I got paper towels. Yeah, uh, yo, uh, my countertops are going to be dry, ain't no wetness here, guy, everything's nice and clean, I'm keeping my house pristine. Yeah, people are panic. they can't handle the wetness, not me, I got rolls and rolls and paper towels, these two, I got paper towels, you can't even come over. And spill on my floor, I don't need napkins or rags. Not that that I wanna brag, but so much paper towels. Uh that your place looking foul. Uh-huh. And I walk down the street, I don't need bling or sneakers on my feet. Uh ladies see these rolls and they roll down the windows. Wanna know how I'm so resourceful that despite COVID I got paper towels. Uh Ronnie, I got paper towels. Yeah. I got paper towels. Who's got paper towels? I got paper towels. I wanna, I, just to be fair to me and the artistry I put into these bars, I feel like I wrote it's the original beat and this remix kind of threw it off a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I do. That kind of sound. I that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> threw it off in the right way. All right. There you have it. People are out there. They're trying to keep their houses dry. Paper towels are lacking. And uh, if you can relate to this, you know, go buy yourself some paper towels. Walk your stop and shop and blast (laughs) this shit. Yeah, do that. (laughs) And if you do it, please send me the video. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I don't know what the what the prize will be, but whoever gets me the best video of them walking through a grocery market with paper towels over their corners and fucking Hell blasting yeah. that. We'll, we'll have a good reward for you. I don't know what it is. I'll come to your house and I'll personally cook you a fucking sandwich yeah. or something along those lines. I don't and, know what yeah. the fuck will be. And have pride knowing that Robbie the Fire himself wrote those lyrics <laughs> and we put them to that beat so nicely that you could just run through the store with paper towels. They might even give them to you for Blasting. free. There you go. All right. What do we got next? 
We got something that you wrote for uh, Nice, I believe. Oh, yeah. I think it's not fair that you got to be out there hustling while so many people are picking up government funds. There's so many people that, I mean, literally, they add no value to society. Right, They're so just at home. Sometimes they don't even have power. Sometimes they live in nice areas. Am I doing this by myself? Yeah, this one's so. all you, This, this one's all me? All right. I'll do it with you. You want to do the same way we did the other one? Hell, yeah. All right. I got your back, dude. Yeah. But tonight, people might be ill, but gotta deliver. Ah, he got here. I wasn't ready for the drop. You rush. I got rushed. I rush you? No, not you. Not you at all. You're the best. Thanks. Ah, I see. This is a swing. Their time is a fucking charm. Hey, is that the moment? People might be. What? Uh. People might. What? What, uh, what, what, yeah. what, what? People might be ill, Ew. still gotta deliver the mail. Doesn't matter, there's corona, still gotta meet my quota. Sure, no one else is working, but this meal machine keeps turning. Nothing, not even the world ended. Here I am, delivering government checks while no one else is earning their rent. With all this money that they're printing, stimulus benefits will never be ending. Somehow, I got stuck working. While everyone's home partying, how is this world where you can make money doing nothing? I must be missing something. Can't say I understand economics, but the spending defies all logic. Why would anyone ever try again if you can win by being the victim? Here I am bringing people the mail. Hopefully someone starts sipping red pills. Must be the weed I'm smoking, I can smoking. see so clearly. Okay, I'm done with the shit. From yours dearly, I can see so clearly now that the brain is gone. Uh, now the pain is gone. Yeah, no more popping pills, but I still gotta stop and think: Am I doing the right thing? Gotta go to confession. Never been a religious man, but I gotta come through and kill this man. I got to uh, get the blood on my hand. <laughs> I'm hey. fucking right. Hey. Oh, Mike, nice hey. building. Hey. Go get your children. Cause we fucking this shit up And we gonna put them on a train and send them off Yeah, that's right <laughs> Fuck those people I didn't write that part <laughs> Round up the children <laughs> Alright uh, round up the children All right. They look at me like I'm a villain But I'm trying to help their health Falling. Alright. This is on your mouth pocket. For the next one, I'm gonna NPR this. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> See, I got through the hard part. <laughs> no, dude, you made you gave yourself a hard part. Me and Mr. Sid, we're off the dairy. Our stomachs can't handle it. And uh it's a shame. Yo, just let you guys know I'm still drinking sixteen ounces of milk a day. Just let you guys Do you know. really? Wait, how much is 16 ounces? What is Two that? glasses. A pound. That's not a pound. That's not that much. You know what I discovered? Well, which you guys is drink zero. Fantastic. I'm off the milk, but you know what I discovered, which what is great? You, you got to get almond coconut milk. They blend that shit together. Oh, you it's mean dirty good. I like water. oat milk better. You mean dirty I don't water. I like the oat milk. Oat milk's like got what soy milk had, which is like a paper mache quality. Mm, if you're listening to this right now, go listen to the cast. We've already discussed this. You're talking about dirty water. What do you mean I'm talking about dirty water? You know water? how they get... What the fuck you mean I'm talking about dirty water? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know how you get almond milk? Okay. You soak the almonds in a nice 
filtered water. All right, I don't the water gets murky. All right. And that murky water, they call it almond milk. How do they turn white? What, are they jizzing it? They squeeze the almonds until all the water comes out. It's in milk and an almond. Whoa, 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 whoa. You ever seen an clean? almond with titties? You ever see a cow with udders? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ever seen a brown cow? They make the chocolate milk. Do they really? Yeah. Nice. You heard it here anyway. first. <laughs> From your mouth. I thought all right, it, here we go. I thought the daughter, dirty water thing was... Dropping gonna... some bars about the it's pains relevant. of being lactose, lactose intolerant. intolerant. To an M&M beat, dude. You're really trying to do me dirty over here, Bernstein. Am I going to get you in trouble? I don't want to, like, destroy your street cred. Yeah, get me in trouble with Eminem? I have... <laughs> We're talking, yo, this is. We could, honestly, if Eminem hits me up because of this, dude, then I owe you. I owe you a thing. Yo, it's a nice little parody, and it's off the top, off you know, not no. off the top, but you're reading it and you're flowing off like. We're gonna make it work, dude. And then we're gonna make it work, and then yeah, imagine that'd be funny, dude. You could be the. Never mind. Let's see. You could be the next crystal. <laughs> yeah. Tolerant, shitting out everything, doesn't matter, dairy, I fix up right pause, try to eat that cheese, fucking late at night, I'll convince myself, it'll be alright, then I drive to a go and drive home, stomach ready for what, ready to explode, when I stay my car seat, I can make it just a few more feet, hey, hey, did you hear that rumble, rumble, it's about to fumble, Big brown football trying to squeeze out my butt. Man, I miss having a stomach I can trust. Like one of your own flows. Trust. Like one of your own flows. I have that same flow. <laughs> yeah, big brown football trying to squeeze out my butt. Man, I miss having stomachs that I can trust. Stomachs? Oh, actually, I have a good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, ooh, I just shit my pants. Yikes, that smells really bad. Splat, there's a second round. Uh, interior brown. Ooh, I just shit my pants. Yikes, that smells really bad. Splat, there's a second round. Uh, interior is totally brown. Totally brown. Totally brown. Totally brown. That shit is totally brown. Interior is splattered off. Totally brown. Uh, well, let me, the, let me take the top first. <laughs> okay, take this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, the drop that right there. dropped hard. I'm a little... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got this. You want me to run it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Ronnie the Fuego. Uh. I'm a lactose intolerant shitting out everything. Doesn't matter what dare I eat, it makes my rectum ring. Ring. Try and eat that cheese late at night. Uh I'll convince myself it'll be alright. That's right. Then I try and drive home, stomach ready to explode. Will I stay in my car seat? I can make it just a few more feet. Did you hear that rumble? My ass about to fumble. Big brown football trying to squeeze out my butt. Squeeze it. Man, I miss having a stomach I could trust. trust It's happening. I'm driving. This making an exit? Yeah. 
There is no way to prevent it. No way. Man. I just shit my pants. Bring you gotta scroll down. I can't have it. <laughs> I shit my pants. Oh. That's a really bad splat. There's a second round of material. It's all brown. I just shit my pants. That's what's really bad splat. That's the second round. Terry, you're totally brown. Totally brown. Totally brown. Totally brown. That shit is totally brown. Splat over my interior, totally brown. Hey, uh. There you go. We fucking did it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think fun. we got that about as good as we were going to get it. <laughs> nice uh, homage. That was fun. Uh, we got one more. No, nah, I think that's enough. Oh, for don't say I don't, that, I, Ronnie. You I don't wrote have one this. I really I don't have it. It's all good. We're hitting <laughs> it on the spot, dude. <laughs> You can't come out with some shit for us and then be like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Oh, no, let me do it for you then. Let me do it for you then. How about you sing this one? I'm going to be on this one. No, it's this, you gotta, you're going to have to listen to the original before you try and sing it. My voice is too dry. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got Are you going to rap it? Oh, that's hilarious. Go for it. Because I... Cause I live alone. I live alone. Cause I live alone. My place is a mess. It's a mess. I live alone. I live alone. My apartment is a wreck. Starting cleaning on weekends. On the weekends. It seems to spread. <laughs> I thought we were going for it. We had this big going, you know, like. Uh, yeah. Mikey, hit this verse coming in. Which one is it? Right here. Right here. The other day I tried to do some organizing. Some what? But I can throw nothing away. It all seems important. And now my place is in enough space. Cause I live alone because my place is a mess. I live alone. He lives alone. My palm is red. His face is a red. I live alone. He lives alone. My palm is a red. Shit is a red. I wish I knew the song. <laughs> Cause I probably would do it just a little bit better. <laughs> Alright, Mike, you got this last one. Right here. Uh, the other day. I invited a lady over. Yeah, she was bad to the bones. <laughs> I don't know any other way. This guy sings that song also. Oh. Right. How do I do it? Yo, tell me how to do it. Just tell me that first line. The other day I invited a lady over. How do I do it? <laughs> okay, oh, wait, no, here, I got it. Yeah. The other day? Uh huh. Invited a lady over. Yeah. Thought she'd be impressed? She would. With my Dollarama. That's right. 
I have to. Die original for one second. I think I can remember it. It's the last stretch. Do you think you can swing it? No, I can't. The other day I let a video over. She be impressed with all my stuff. She took one look at my paws and instantly took off. I live alone. I'm my apartment. It's red. I prefer to live alone. I lost it. I got more space for myself. I lost it, but I thought I had it. I like that. <laughs> and I thought she would like my stuff. <laughs> I invited a lady over, and I thought she'd be impressed by my stuff. Is that Doug Stanhope? Boo. No. <laughs> it's Bill Bob, baby. Yeah. Billy Bob. That's Bill Bob, baby. Billy Bobby Thornton. Yeah, go back to mine. We'll sing over it. I live alone. That looks like the dude from fucking uh, yeah, Horrible Losses. Oh, okay. I, I live alone. alone. Yeah. Yeah. My, my apartment is a wreck. Fucking a wreck. Yeah. I try to clean up on weekends. Only on weekends. But, but this mess just seems to spread. Motherfucking butter and jelly on English muffins. Oh, I try to take out the garbage. So put some out. stuff away. But then I can't find something. And everything else. In the way, I live alone. I live alone. Yeah, cause my place is a mess. It is a mess. It is a mess. I live alone. I live alone. My apartment is a wreck. The other day I tried to disorganize and I would throw nothing away. It all seemed important. And now my place ain't got enough space. Damn. I live alone. I live alone. And what? Yeah. Love, this is a mess. Better believe this. Yeah, I know I live alone. I live alone. My apartment is a wreck. We didn't have solos. solo. Oh, you should see fucking Robbie the Fire on the solo right now. Yeah. Oh, he's doing killing it. He's got blisters on me fingers. <laughs> His cuticles are bleeding. <laughs> he's strumming and strumming away. So much strumming. <laughs> he keeps strumming. I can't believe the songs are going. <laughs> I can't believe he keeps strumming. How long will he strum? I think he might go back again. Yeah, the other day I invited lady over. Got more space. I got more space. 
Hagamos Base. Good last Oh, it's Nick Cage. All the fucking bangers are in this video. Big time. I never saw this movie. Uh, I think it's leaving Las Vegas. It looks like he's about to kill a cop. One minute fifty-five seconds. Ah. Oh, we didn't. We didn't write a verse for this one. Hey, I am alone. My apartment is a mess. No lady will come and undress because my apartment is a wreck. So I gotta shove all the dirt underneath my bed. <laughs> I make my bed and she doesn't know that all my clothes are underneath my bed. But she can smell it, but I spray for breeze. They got breeze and I... Spray it on my carpet because I don't have hardwood floor. And not the cheap shit either. The odor eating shit and also the pet odor shit. That odor, 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 and removing stuff. But my electricity bill's crazy. All right, we did it. We did it. Until I next feel inspired <laughs> to write more songs, <laughs> I'm just going to do drugs and live in the shed and live my new life as a rapper. How am I going to do? You guys think this is more promising than my comedy career? Oh, dude, you're, I making, think, you're making an impact. About <laughs> I, think if you be, I think if you become a rapper, then the, then the tides change and, and we're going to write you come. lyrics. <laughs> and you're gonna be, gonna go. and you're gonna be right <laughs> spitting the hot fire. There you <laughs> go. You guys, you know what? Tit for tat. You guys write me some jokes. I'll fucking tell them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, dude. <laughs> I'll tell them down when we're doing that big show yeah. that I'm not ready for. Oh, dude, I'm gonna write you some fire, dude. <laughs> hey, man, deal's a deal. Yeah, I'm gonna deal. stand by that. Hell yeah, man. It can't be more than a minute, but for one minute, I'll commit to whatever right. you write me. Sounds yeah. good. Oh my god, that's the worst thing I've ever promised <laughs> you ever. No, it's cool, dude. Proud. I'm gonna so write scary. it all in Andrew Dice Clay voice. Oh hey. my god, that is fucking scary. All right, well. Thanks for joining us. That's the Run Your Mouth podcast. The Summer Porch Tour continues. And uh, next week, you know, I'll still be here. Where am I going? (laughs) I live in the shed now. Where are we going? Nowhere but the shed. You can catch us at the shed, YouTube, Mike Nessie T, your boy, Sifloid. With the underscore on IG. That's right. And we'll see. We'll sign our later, bitches. Oh, (laughs) you can't do that, dude.